We ain't fucking around anymore. This is the real shit. That is one big pile of shit. Ask me if I give a shit. Welcome. It's a, another episode of the Silver Emotion Podcast, and my name is Will. My name is Stephen. And here we are once again. This episode, we're going to talk about a 2007 anime series. It's called The Skull Man. <laughs> but first, we have uh, two feedbacks. Ooh, two. Two feedbacks. Two people. Ooh. <laughs> the first one. of the. Uh, uh, Double mint gum commercials. Yeah. <laughs> double your feedbacks, double your fun. <laughs> yes. Well, that's what I said last time about Evan. Double your Evan, double your fun. Yeah. <laughs> but this uh, time, there is not double Evan. There are two people. And uh, so chiming in first is our old friend Nick, who writes in, uh, and he has named himself Nicholas, Nicholas, Nicholas. <laughs> For the Christmas season, St. Nick? I suppose so. <laughs> so he says, all right, guys, finally finished season two of Birdie the Mighty. Hey. Decode. Didn't really grab me the way first season did. The fight scenes, however, remained cool. <laughs> and Nicholas, Nicholas, Nicholas. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. I don't remember the second season being as good. Yeah, I seem to recall you kind of feeling that way yeah and i yeah there there were definitely some weaker aspects to it i think kind of for i think it kind of works out in the end just in the you're getting that backstory of birdie that you just yeah didn't really get anything i I think in that way the second season is really good but the other stuff about the second season narratively just isn't as strong yes i think it it has its kind of fluctuations there it's, it's better in some aspects and not yeah. as good in other aspects but yeah but yeah the fights are still really cool in this <laughs> i think the fights if anything are one of the stronger points of that that's where you get that awesome scene where birdie freaks out and it gets all like crayon drawing almost and Ooh, i vaguely remember that yeah just like the, the, <laughs> i don't remember much <laughs> yeah it's, it gets all like sketchy and like yeah jaggedy well, to match her like freaked out yeah. emotions and it that the those fight scenes where it does that really work good but yeah i like anything that goes sketchy and stuff like that yeah I, I'm, I'm a big fan of that kind of stuff so yeah thanks nick for for writing in it's been a while yeah welcome back yeah i hope you're doing well and uh we will now go on to the next feedback which is considerably longer (laughs) (laughs) and it comes to us from evan good day to you silver emulsion Mm -hmm. first of all god bless your heart for answering that question about anime titles (laughs) Do you remember? Yeah. yeah. Yes, okay. 
I shit you not, that question has been in the back of my mind ever since high school. <laughs> Technically, over half my life had this question lingering amongst wasted brain matter. <laughs> but not only did you answer it, you gave one of the best breakdowns of anime titles I could have ever asked for. <laughs> Jesus, Evan. Wow. <laughs> I, I'm glad I made your day. <laughs> I, I guess we did a good job. I mean, I, I, I'm taking credit, but you're the one with all the knowledge. So <laughs> it's pretty much you. A simple newbie question ended up having a much more interesting answer than I expected to. And I feel like we all learned something new. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> In all those years, I never guessed it was the actual Japanese creators coming up with the English title. It all makes sense now. <laughs> I feel like this was the missing puzzle piece that made me figure out a Zodiac cipher. Oh, fuck. Tangent time. Have you guys seen Zodiac? It got somewhat buried but it's one of my all-time favorite movies. Fucking fantastic. Mm -hmm. Have you seen Zodiac? I have not. I have, and it is fucking awesome. <laughs> it's very good. It 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 was so good that it like sent me into this like Zodiac obsession <laughs> where where it, there's a real famous book about the Zodiac killer and I read the book and I like researched it and i'm not not into serial killer shit but like i i fucking like got all about it <laughs> it's a good movie and i'm not like it's a david fincher movie mm. he did you i don't even know you might not have even seen any of his movies yeah, i mean i, I, I know you've seen one i know you've seen alien three. <laughs> oh, okay okay that was his uh, first movie, yeah, I think. I don't know if like, I'm like, ah, I've heard this name. What have I heard this name attached to? Yeah, yeah I don't Alien know. 3, have yeah. you seen Seven? No, I don't know. I've not seen that. That's a big movie. Fight Club, he did. Oh, Fight, Fight Club, yeah, okay. I did enjoy Fight Club back when, yeah. when that came out. I haven't seen it since, but I, I liked it back then. Uh, yeah, I saw it when it, around the time it came out. I, I'm not a fan. <laughs> I don't want to see it again. I don't want to like maybe become a fan. I don't think I would. Uh, I would yeah. like it. But anyway, like yeah, that stuff. Well, I don't know what else he did. The game. I'm a big fan of the game. I like. Oh, that one. I think. Uh, I think I did Michael see Douglas. That one. Yeah. I'm not a big David Fincher fan, but the game and Zodiac are my two David Fincher movies. I haven't seen any of the newer ones. Secondly, Evan uh, goes on, Secondly, bless you again for another fantastic breakdown of anime genres and recommendations. <laughs> I've been so lost when it comes to anime. Some of it is cutesy. Some is brutal. <laughs> some, some is both. Yeah. Some has girls with eyeball tentacle tits destroying high-rise buildings <laughs> with lightning pubes. <laughs> But I never knew what I was I getting into that one, with but... some of these genres. I definitely have not. For example, I thought Etchy was for kids. <laughs> <laughs> nope. No, not really. I found a cool, weird artist, Shintaro Kago, who draws shit like people with gumball jar brains and shit that reminded me of the two weeks lady from Total Recall. <laughs> <laughs> he was described as Uroguro, so I decided to look up if there were any Uroguro anime. 
There was. But it was shit that made me want to call the FBI. Not fun gumball heads. <laughs> True. <laughs> that is the shit you want to avoid. Uh, actually, to to follow up on that, um, the I don't know about Uro, but I'm not sure where that word was. But Guro is actually just the English word gore. Oh, okay. It's just pronounced in Japanese. So that's... Well, Uro is E-R-O, so I'm assuming it's some sort of erotic mm, Yeah, porn, probably. You know, yeah. so it's like, you know, you're into it. <laughs> you're a fucking sadist. Yeah, yeah. Um, It's funny that you recommend going, you recommended going to Anime News Network because that's where I got overwhelmed and confused <laughs> and stumbled upon a lot of these oddities. <laughs> But dude, Satoshi Kon is my wife. <laughs> I fucking love him, and I saw his whole filmography and Paranoia Agent, plus his segment from Memories, I think it's called. Oh, yeah, a segment there. Okay. Really brilliant filmmaker. I wanted to write a glowing review of him when you guys reviewed Perfect Blue, but my shitty old browser wouldn't allow it at the time. Uh. Will, if I remember right, you weren't a big Perfect Blue fan, right? No, not really. I mean, I think it's good, but it's just, uh, I, it definitely did not live up to the hype. Multiple yeah. years of everyone saying it was amazing. <laughs> and so I feel like if I saw it again, I might like it more. But I mean, I sat down and I was just like, all right, this is the greatest anime of all time. <laughs> Show me your sights. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's a, that's kind of always the bad way to go into something. Definitely, yeah. yeah. So, I'm I'm really interested in in seeing his other movies because, I mean, I've heard a lot of good things about all of them. Right. People talk a lot about Paprika, but I haven't like not to the level of Perfect Blue. People like build up Perfect Blue like it's the fucking greatest thing ever. It's a Jesus has returned in <laughs> anime form. <laughs> and so like I feel like I don't have the same expectations going into the other ones. Um So Evan continues, I've actually seen Serial Experiments Lane. <laughs> Found it at 7-Eleven of all places. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I didn't even know they had DVDs, uh, much appar less Apparently anime. they do, yeah. Um, and Boogie Pop Phantom. Text, text no lies, or however you spell it, is one I haven't seen. I'll check it out and think I still have it downloaded. Er, rented, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Angel's Egg has been in my YouTube watch, li watch later list for months. <laughs> it's on there if you guys want to see it. And I, I, I verified it. It's uh, somebody took the, the Blu-ray, oh, and uh, added English subtitles and then put it on YouTube. <laughs> so it's there. All right. Uh, if we wanna to delve into it and we probably should yeah um i think it's only like an hour long fun fact i think part of dark souls 3 lore was inspired by that anime and that's what made me nerd out and seek it well <laughs> now i want to see it <laughs> i haven't played dark souls 3 yet but uh 
that's enough to get me even more into it. I have Belladonna of Sadness rented. (laughs) Wink, wink. And I didn't know that was considered anime. Fuck, I didn't even know it was Japanese. (laughs) Call me nutsoid, but I think Elijah Wood, of all people, got that released in the States. I'll check out Zac Efron... (laughs) I'll re-listen, but that's how I'll remember it for now. <laughs> oh, Razafon. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Will, I highly recommend Neon Genesis. Yeah, you and everybody else. That's one of those things like Perfect Blue where everybody talks about how fucking amazing it is. It's yeah, going to blow I, your mind. I hear a lot of people talking about how overblown it is. Oh, really? So I, whenever I see it pop up on the internet, there's always just like half the people are like, oh, that's so overrated. It's not oh, anywhere really? near as smart as people say it is. And yeah. the other half are like, no, it's good. What are you talking about? You just yeah. don't get it. And they're like, no, I get it. It's simple. <laughs> it's like so. Well... I would prefer to land on the side of loving it, as with everything, but we shall see. I would say it is definitely worth watching, not necessarily because of its greatness, but simply because of its impact on anime itself, on being this landmark thing. But you think it's great, though, right? Um, I enjoyed it quite a bit at the time, and I I haven't really seen it since early 2000s or so. so oh, wow. I, I, it's something I really need to go back and check well, out shit. again. Yeah, well, I, I, I was fucking... caught up in that wave when it first came out of, yeah. oh, shit. And then it was over. And, I just got, and then you never went back? Yeah, I never really went back to it. Um, I never owned it. My friend owned it. So I watched his copies of it. And okay. then I never owned it. So it wasn't sitting on my shelf. And it wasn't uh. there to be watched multiple times. So I just... So you don't have it? No, I don't own it. Okay. Well, I should probably, I mean, I'm sure there's Blu-rays of it out there now. I'm sure it's a, a fairly available series. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that's got to be out there somewhere. Yeah. I know it's on it's on Netflix now, but I know that they changed, um, like they changed some of the subtitles and they changed mm. uh, one of the songs, like the end song isn't whatever it's supposed to be or whatever and mm. all the fucking internet nerds get all yeah, yeah. <laughs> freaked out I, about I, it i will say one of that the end credit song is interesting with that series and that it is um fly me to the moon yeah in a completely different rendition in every episode or every oh, okay. few episodes or something not, maybe it's not every episode but the, there's all kinds of different ver- different yeah uh, performances of it so it's a different version oh that's fun so i imagine that that was just what whatever that episode's particular version was there was some copyright uh shenanigans going on that they just couldn't use that version of it for that episode huh well what if they couldn't get the rights to fly me to the moon at all and And they had (laughs) to change all of them and then that would be very weird that would not they feel just, natural anymore. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, so like, I don't. I don't know if maybe if that maybe it's just one of the versions or if it's all the versions. I don't know. But yeah, I know hmm. that people were very upset about it. Hmm. I I can kind of see why that was kind of iconic to it that it was doing that it was very yeah. unique and weird and different. Yeah, that sounds something so, that would be fun. Yeah. That's like um, the Wire. The the each season of the Wire has the same it's the same song but it's done by a different artist and it's uh it's a tom waits song 
fuck, what's it called? Down in the Hole, I think it's called. It's a fucking awesome mm. song. And like each season, it just opens with a different, uh, different version. So mm. it's the same kind of a thing. So let's see, what does Evan say? Um, I highly recommend Neon Genesis. I assumed it was dork shit for years. <laughs> <laughs> but it will make you grow three balls. <laughs> Is that a good or bad? I don't, I don't know that I want three balls. D- does it give me a third ball or does it give me three new ones? <laughs> Ooh, three new ones. Oof. I don't know. I don't know if I can handle five balls. I saw a guide on how to watch them in the best order and it was recommended to watch all of the original series, except for the last one or two episodes, I can't remember, and then watch End of Evangelion instead as the finale. I think I fucked it up and just watched everything. (laughs) But boy, it is some great stuff and can't recommend it enough. Anyway, you would think all of these anime would kind of make their own type of subgenre. You knew exactly what type of anime to recommend, and it's the exact shit I've been watching. (laughs) Great anime senses, Stephen. (laughs) But you would think they'd be called something specific by now. For now, I'll just call them mind fuckies. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Have any of you seen Berserk? You've Mm, seen Berserk, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you like I've it? Seen, You've talked I, about it? Yeah, I've seen the old 90s one. There, There is newer versions of it that I've not seen. Yeah. And from, I think they might actually go beyond what the old 90s series did. But uh, I'm not sure. There's there's a, I, yeah, they made a, a few movies that I think were a retelling of the old 90s series. Yeah. And then I think there's an, another TV series or something that came out after that that was, okay. I think, going beyond um, that arc that they did prior to that. So, but you're a fan. Yeah, it's a it's a good one, especially it it's dark as fuck. It is it is the darkest of dark fantasy. Oh wow! <laughs> well, I am interested in that. I just all I know of it is that fucking Dreamcast game, <laughs> sort of the berserk yeah, guts I've, rage. I've played a little bit of that. I got maybe like a level or two into it. I didn't get yeah. very far, but that one is like. Um, I've read I've read a big chunk of the manga too, and the the Dreamcast game is like Berserk Light. <laughs> it's oh, okay. like it's crazier in the manga. Yeah, what's going on? And the anime that I have seen was of a specific flashback period to before the demons came to Earth. So it's also where's the fun in that? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> we want to see the demons. Come on. So it it's a little lighter than what you would think of as just normal berserk stuff so yeah the the real deal like core story of berserk is actually a lot darker than uh, the anime or the video games huh well i would hope that at some you know they would adapt the the real deal yeah those new ones i think that's what that newer series is doing Um, okay but I know that the manga is still going on and it's it's one of these super long running series that just has no end in sight and (laughs) apparently (laughs) 
a few years back, I had heard that like people were going, like, oh, they're they're almost off the boat. They've been on a boat for the past like three years in the manga. They're, they're finally like oh, reaching Jesus land. Jesus Christ! <laughs> like, oh my god! Wow. <laughs> so apparently, there's this humongous chunk of the story that takes place on a boat. On a boat, <laughs> just on a boat. Jesus. I assume they maybe find an island or something here and there and land for a bit, but yeah. I don't know. They're just on a boat. Nothing's happening. No demons. <laughs> just like playing cards and shit. <laughs> go fishing. Good lord. Maybe catch a demon fish. Though. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and then they get the to land and it's like, hey guys, guess what? More demons. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, hopefully they, they get where they're going and they end the series at some point. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, and that's actually why I think the anime, of that older anime, it was good to hit that flashback because that's a set arc of a story with an ending yeah. that you can end. Yeah. Whereas if you're hitting the normal part of the story, <laughs> where do you end it? There's no, it hasn't ended yet. What do you do? And that, yeah, I've seen anime just completely fall apart because they're trying to tell a story that didn't end. There's got to not... be like mini arcs or something. That right, you right. Do. You've got to kind of pick an arc to fit with, and that's that's right. why Berserk picked this specific flashback to before uh, yeah. the fall of because it's just like that works <laughs> as its own story. You can take that by itself and be like, here's a story, and it's complete, and there you yeah. go. And so that kind of was a good choice, I think, on that part, even though it doesn't really convey. Uh, everything that berserk is yeah for sure well i at some point i guess we'll yeah we'll check it out (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if it's on your your imaginary list of things to eventually do it it is at some point okay i I do have a copy of that so uh, (laughs) all right well but someday we'll dive into that So Evan continues, you bet your balls I've seen old boy. (laughs) There was a... Yeah, we did mention that. I was pretty sure he had seen it, but uh, dude, that movie was fucking incredible. I agree. Ah, shit. I can't can't get into it. This comment is already way too long, but South Korea has been king of the movie mountain for the past 15 or 20 years or so. They're all fucking terrific. (laughs) (laughs) fuck if you haven't seen them i highly recommend the chaser suspenseful as fuck good bad and the weird hilarious fun (laughs) (laughs) i saw the devil fucking brutal and i honestly haven't told anyone else this because it might just be a personal thing but the wailing is probably the best horror movie i have seen in like 20 years maybe that's no exaggeration either. Shit is still sticking with me. I don't know what's in the South Korean water, but they've been fucking unstoppable. And have you seen any of those movies? No. I have not seen any of those movies. Uh, Good, Bad, and the Weird is one of those movies that, that uh, everybody says is great, and I always just kind of like, well, you know, I'll watch it one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> and I just haven't watched it, so I, I got I to gotta watch them. But uh, all those other ones I've heard are good as well. But yeah. If Evan says they're good, I'll... I, see, I seem to recall you reviewing something. Was it The Host or something? Some the Korean Host, yes. Movie that was... The Host is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. 
Have you seen the host? No, I just kind of recall you making a review oh of it at some God. point back whenever it was. And yeah, and that guy, um, I'm not going to remember his name. His name is like Bong Bong Jun Jun Ho, I think. Is that right? Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> it's something like that. And his he has a new movie out right now called Parasite. That's supposed to be like fucking fantastic. But uh as with everything, I I'm like, well, you know, maybe I'll see it later. <laughs> he made a movie for Netflix, I think, last year. That's supposed to be really good and he's he's up there and Kim Ji Woon is a he made Good, Bad and the Weird. He made the 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 Arnold movie uh, what is it called? The Last Stand. Mm. <laughs> Arnold's first movie back. Yeah, I get I get them mixed up though. There's a, there's the other guy, Park Chen Wook that that did Old Boy. That's he's fucking awesome. But I didn't like his American movie, Stoker. I thought that was a fucking dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> are, are we seeing this repeat of Hong Kong cinema where they all move yeah, to America well, and, and get worse <laughs> movies out of the deal? <laughs> yeah, and like I liked Last Stand like as a, just a dumb action movie, but it's not like a great movie. And right. so I heard all this shit about oh Kim Ji Woon is fucking amazing. And then I saw Last Stand and I'm like, yeah, it it's okay, but <laughs> I mean, maybe if I saw his Korean stuff I don't think I've seen any of his Korean movies, but but yeah, the host, oof, oof, that's a good movie. <laughs> Fuck. Um. All right, it's almost over. Evan continues. Fuck, I can't keep going on rambling. I'm cussing a lot, and that's when I know I'm getting passionate. <laughs> <laughs> I won't even go into the raid and fight scenes or Harryhausen. This is this is in response to the the Harryhausen movie we did. Yeah, yeah. This entire tirade has been pointless, and I don't mean for these to get so long, but I love talking about movies with you guys, even if it's in a comment section. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate the help and feedback and recommendations on all of this stuff. Silver Emulsion is the shit. Keep up the fine work, gentlemen. Toodles. <laughs> <laughs> P.S. Is this the first podcast, the Harryhausen uh, it came from beneath the sea. Is this the first podcast that you were both lukewarm about a movie? I can't remember a podcast where you both thought the movie you were reviewing kind of stunk. <laughs> and I think I, I it might there was be something else, that, something we hadn't seen before or something. But I, yeah, I don't. Yeah, know. there's probably it's probably one of the ones that neither of us had seen because in general, like. Uh, Actually, Violence Jack would be the only Well, that's, one. yeah, that's that was, definitely, we were both down on that one. Yeah. And we had both not seen that, right? Right, yeah, right. So. I had just heard of it as this kind of gory 90s yeah, yeah. OVA that, oh my God, it's, it's right. Violence Jack. It's this thing they kept censoring. I'm like, oh, well, sure, let's check yeah. it out. Oh God, <laughs> what have I gotten into? Yeah, that was a little rough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's probably that one and... Yeah, there's not much else cuz usually it's like it's like uh something that I like and I'm like here maybe you like this or, or something or you like around, yeah. and, it's, and so it's it's, it's usually <laughs> something one of us is familiar with. Maybe maybe we should we should find something like oh, I didn't really like this, but let's watch it anyway. 
<laughs> Maybe you won't like it either. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I would, I prefer being positive about things in terms. Right, of I don't like right. just fucking ripping shit. That's uh, not fun. <laughs> so I like to talk about things I like. So that's probably why we lean that way. Yeah. But uh, I, I. I do enjoy talking about things neither of us have seen because that's its own flavor. Right. Yeah. And I think I've also gotten to a point where, for the most part, I can kind of look over an anime and and kind of have an idea if I'm going to hate it and not want to have anything to do with it. Or Yeah. So I've, I've got, at least for myself, being able to go like, yeah, that doesn't look interesting. I'll avoid that or something. So when it's an anime I haven't seen. Yeah. Um, like Skullman, I looked at it on you had the DVD case there, and I looked at it and I'm like, yeah, that looks kind of interesting. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Skullman, it's based on a, a, a manga by Shotaro Ishinomori, um, who's kind of a big guy in the in yeah. the world of Japan. Yeah, no, didn't get a whole <laughs> lot of exposure. Uh, stateside until kind of recently really kinda. yeah i don't know he's uh what did he do he did the first two seasons of super sentai he created those okay um, before that he created uh didn't he do common writer yeah common writer and various other mangas and things and yeah, he worked on the the movie that we watched, Message from Space, doing oh, hey. doing designs and stuff. Um, but uh, but Skullman. Uh, originally, he wrote this Skullman. It's a hundred page manga, one shot, no sequels. That's it. Okay. He wrote that and then wanted and, and then took it to Toei to make a a show. They said. It's is too fucked up for tv you got to tone it down <laughs> and so then he transitions that pitch into what became common writer mm, okay so i don't i've never seen common writer so i don't know how related it is yeah i've not seen that either i've seen the stills of it i'm sure but yeah it's i'm not super familiar with it well like super sentai it's one of those things that and an ultraman where they make one like every year <laughs> right <laughs> and it's just been going since the 70s yeah i've i've had this idea that it's just kind of a basic superhero kind of thing of a dude on a motorcycle yeah beating up a bad guy every episode yeah i'm sure there's a lot of that yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's always been my assumption with common writer yeah I guess I'd have to actually watch it to see if that assumption holds true. But yeah, I'm always curious about those things because they seem fun. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Um, I think you uh, left off one of the uh, at least to anime uh, stuff. That the biggest thing that I'm aware of that he did of Cyborg Zero Zero Nine. Yes, that too. Which is kind of the first time I really heard of him specifically being like the yeah uh, his stuff really coming through I'd, I'd heard of common writer before but hadn't really attached it to a person but i think uh cyborg 009 is is the first thing that like he got real famous with and then because i know that's like late 60s somewhere in the 60s and then common writers like 70 71 something like that mm. Skullman is 70 okay yeah but, uh, it's 
Because that one has had a anime series that was probably around the same time as this one that we just watched. Oh, and okay. It's had some more recent stuff, and that that's kind of when I first really started hearing about this was when that newer series came out. And yeah. It was kind of like, oh, okay, what's this thing? It looks like it's trying to be really retro. And then looked yeah. at it and I was like, oh, it's based on this really old manga. That's why it looks really retro. Yeah. <laughs> I believe he was like, uh, he worked under Tezuka or something, if I remember right. Mm. I remember reading something about that. But uh, don't quote me on that. Yeah, that, that would not surprise <laughs> me. His artwork does seem kind of in line with Tezuka stylistically yeah. in a way that, this series doesn't quite capture a lot. There's like a few moments no. here and there where I'll see like somebody looking at a particular angle and I'll be like, oh, that kind of looks like his artwork there in that shot. And, yeah. But it's really sparse and I only see that style come through a few times. More right. so towards the end of the series, I start seeing it more, but maybe that was just because I was looking more. Yeah, it. seeing yeah. it just kind of adjusted to it, but. Yeah, Cyborg 009 kind of hit this weird popularity, just kind of like showed up, and I was like, oh, wh what's this? Why is this suddenly being a thing? And Yeah. Well, it had been a thing for a long time. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, there was <laughs> apparently a Super Nintendo game that was based off of oh, it really? back wow. in the day, and probably other weird stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if there's an old 70s anime of it or a 60s anime of yeah, it Yeah, I something. believe there is. Um but there's at least a couple more modern series from the 2000s and onward. I'm not sure exact dates on any of that, but yeah, the the actual series of it and then kind of a prequel series to it. Um, yeah, there's um, the end of this Skullman series is actually uh, when that little epilogue where it says something about the Black Phantom or something. Yeah, like I guess that's the the antagonist of cyborg 009 okay and they're yeah, trying to like just connect to the two or something yeah it was definitely especially at the end of this series really going like okay this seems like a prequel to cyborg 009 and okay so you've seen some of those things i've or? seen a little bit of the main series and then i saw that spin-off prequel series okay um so i'm not super familiar with it but i've seen enough of it to kind of get yeah. the idea but yeah i mean you've already like towards the end of the series it throws in those circus androids at yes, the end yes. there and they're all zero zero one zero zero oh, that's two. true so that it's using that same number yeah, formula yeah, yeah. that they wind up using in the zero zero nine stuff and because cyborg zero zero nine is kind of set in this future where the cold war never ended okay and so it's all just like these two countries that are basically stand-ins for the United States and Russia, just constantly playing little spy games and fighting yeah. proxy wars. Just, just the Cold War just never ended, and it turned into this sci-fi future of <laughs> <laughs> crazy technology and androids. But those Cold War is still the fucking Cold War, and okay, it's basically about these androids who used to be soldiers or whatever in the army, and they've all wound up teaming up because they've decided that each side is as bad as the other that it's all just a this big brother kind of yeah just state controlled society where nobody really has freedom and everyone is oppressed and okay and both countries perpetuating it are just causing more problems than they're solving and so they kind of i don't know that they're really a resistance group but they're kind of just this rebel group that's not uh that's just 
split off, doesn't want anything to do with this, and they're doing their own thing and trying to fight for freedom and justice and all. But they're fighting against U.S. and Russia? Basically. in general? Like... Yeah, ju- just everything. That, 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 I didn't watch enough of that series to really get super familiar with the themes of it. Yeah. It was definitely... it's That one is kind of, like, it's weird, it's goofy... The, it's got this kind of hodgepodge cast of oddball misfits. Okay. And so it, it has this very goofy vibe to it. But then, like, underneath that, there's, like, this harder edge to of, like, social criticism kind of stuff going on that mm-hmm. when you then further take the layer off that this is a 2000s-era remake of the actual thing that was from the 60s. Yeah. How much of that is getting lost, I can't really say. Right. But... There's there is de- there was definitely a lot of that kind of uh, just criticism of the Cold War going on in that. Okay, and I could kind of see that going on under the surface without really figuring out exactly what it was trying to do. But yeah, it also that makes yeah. sense for the '60s that it would be part of the thing. Yeah, the yeah, original thing. Yeah, it was it. It seemed like. The feeling I got out of it was that this guy had a lot of feelings about the Cold War that he saw going on, and he was putting that into the story. And how much uh, that stayed into the modern version that I saw, and how much of it was altered or whatever. Right. I'd have to go back to the original and and find out, I guess. Yeah. So, for Skullman, I'm watching this... And, you know, as I often do, I don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> I get lost. And I'm like, I, okay, I was... who is this guy? And who's that guy? And so I get a little lost. I was kind of afraid of that. I was like watching it like, man, this is like the typical anime twisty plot line. That, yeah, there's that, a lot that of... Will's going to be like, oh, what happened? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I can, I kept it straight probably more than... Mm-hmm my usual level of keeping it straight i don't know <laughs> how to gauge that but i was a little you know i i knew you know this guy's the journalist this is his little girl sidekick and this guy's the priest and you know i could kind of get that but all the ins and outs i wasn't too familiar with but anyway i was just thinking like i know that this is a hundred page original thing that he wrote in the 70s like there's a lot of stuff going on in this. This has got to be not in that original thing that's 100 pages. Like, how how could you do that in 100 pages of comic? So anyway, so that led me to find the original manga. Oh, okay. Which is available in English um, only digitally mm. on the, uh, the website Comixology that's owned by Amazon now. Mm. So I bought it. Oh. And I read it. All right. Did it make sense? <laughs> it made complete sense, and it uh, is wildly different than than what we have here. Oh, okay. It's super simple, and there's like the foundation elements of the the anime series are there, but like the actual story is not the same. Like, but the, the the basic thing, like, this is a guy with a skull mask, and he's going around killing people for this, you know, revenge of 
of his parents being killed and stuff like because even that isn't in the the anime though it's, i mean it kind it's of talked is about and it's just it's this big mystery of what is really going on right the mystery of of that guy like is this guy alive i yeah. can't remember his name Kagi, kagura yeah kagura something yeah it's like tatsuyo kagura or something anyway that's the the in the in the manga that's skull man that's him he's the guy and mm. there's a detective agency that's like looking for him and so all of these random killings are happening just like at the beginning of this series and then they're trying to figure out like where's this kid where's this guy we got to find him and then they find him <laughs> and it's just like it's very simple and it's it's like 100 pages but probably 40 of those have no dialogue it's just like mm. visuals so it's mm. very very quick to read and there's not a lot of depth to it but but uh the same kind of idea where where the journalist guy goes to the older guy who's like his friend that gets him out of trouble mm. Um, yeah. and then he like later is, is kind of revealed to be corrupt. Yeah. yeah. And like his daughter is Maya who, who then, you know, yeah. the guy always reminded me of, a uh, Hagar from final fight. Oh, he does kind of look like that guy. <laughs> That's right. Like he's just this big kind of like on there. And then yeah, like yeah. later on when he like pulls out the shotgun is like, Oh, he's going to do crap. <laughs> yeah. He does kind of look like, like I that. kind of like expected him to just suddenly like hulk out on people <laughs> <laughs> well anyway like that guy is kind of he looks different in the manga he looks more like classic japanese mm -hmm. but it's him and his daughter well it's his granddaughter in the manga but maya is there with him and it's mm -hmm. a very similar sort of house that they're in that that house that he's in in the anime and this kind of like the final confrontation happens there Mm -mm. Um, and so like there's a lot of different elements like the f the beginning of the manga is almost like the end the last episode of of last or the next to last episode of Skullman where the the crazy guy goes in and shoots the like fucking scientists and the mm. mom in front of the thing that's kind of like the opening with, oh, wow. <laughs> but it's Skullman and he's like blasting all these dudes that are you know just bad guys or whatever Hmm. but it's the same like layout of the room and the little guys behind the controls and stuff so they definitely knew the story that knew the manga really well and like tried to incorporate as many elements as they could yeah but the actual story like is totally built up from that foundation it's like totally not the same thing though hmm it's so so much more advanced <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah because there's there's a lot of just layers and yeah little plots and yeah strange things going on i'm like yeah and there's a there's another manga that that came out in the late 90s that um another guy did and he contacted ishinomori like you want to do a sequel or whatever? And he's, Ishinomori sent him all these notes and stuff because he was ill. Mm. And I think he died like a, a couple of years after that or something. He sent him all these notes like, yeah, sure, you want to do it? Just 
go ahead, you have my blessing, use my notes, do whatever. And so then that is kind of like a, a retelling of the same basic story, but more advanced because there's multiple volumes of that. Mm. And so this anime, I think, is then another retelling because yeah. from what I could tell from yeah. the that 90s uh, manga, it wasn't like based around a journalist or anything like that. Hmm. But so I think it's it's a new version. Yeah. yeah it does kind of remind me of something that I'm sure you've read. It was Stephen King and the, the on writing thing where he talked about yes. how movies can often be better if they're based on a short story than on a novel because yeah. they can add in more complexity rather than trying to shrink something down. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And that very much seems to be what this is doing here is uh yeah for sure <clears throat> for sure yeah no if this was based on some 80 volume thing and they're trying to <laughs> right. smash it into 13 episodes and yeah then you get a lot of like issues because this seemed complex but it also seemed like 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 sometimes I I know the problem is me. <laughs> I'm I mean I'm usually the problem, but I also feel like the anime is the problem sometimes in terms of just like yeah they're just jamming so much in here like what the fuck like yeah. this doesn't <clears throat> seem that it seems more like it's just me. <laughs> yeah, this one seems a lot very more complete at least up to the ending which you can clearly see is going to continue on and there's yeah, more the, to be done the ending does does yeah it, i had to look it up to see like well what the fuck does this ending mean because i don't know what this <laughs> is and then i found out like oh okay it's setting itself up as a prequel to the 009 thing right i think especially with like the robots coming in at the end and yeah <clears throat> yeah that makes sense because yeah i don't know anything about that so yeah that I was, was all kind of new to me yeah because those robots coming in i was kind of like oh man like was this in the original manga? like it feels like if it's just this hundred page thing about the skull man i don't think it would have had the no none of that stuff is in there yeah no there's no other robots there's no nothing yeah the the military kind of comes in a little bit because mm. like even even at the beginning of that of that manga the 70s one there's a part where when the military comes in in the anime where they start shooting like the cops and stuff yeah and they shoot like these guards in this little uh, like a fucking entry booth or whatever <laughs> you call it you know where they raise the gates and right. stuff and that's like part of that first infiltration that skullman does in the okay. in the manga where he like blasts these guards to get oh, okay. into this science facility where they're doing some nefarious shit. And uh it's just you know, it's all twisted around. It's not the same. And the skull man itself is like a different sort of thing. Cause in the in the anime it's like some fucking relic. Yeah. Like Devil Man, where right, it's like right. this skull. This was very gives, much reminding you know, me of Devil Man a lot. Honestly. Yeah, me, yeah, me too. And the the manga, it's like his parents were both mutants <laughs> and they had a mutant kid who okay. has these powers and he just puts on a skull head because he wants to strike fear in the hearts of evildoers. <laughs> <laughs> and he has like this sidekick called Garo who 
can transform into all these different animals. Like he's a mm. human dude, but he can transform okay. into all of the animals that you see in the anime, like okay. crocodile, werewolf, like a dog sort of okay. a thing. Yeah, like I was going to ask you if like the mutant monster things were in there, but they're only in that one that one dude one, one that dude. can okay. like transform into all of them. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a creation of of the kid's parents and uh Yeah, so I don't know. Like it's kind of in there, but it's all different. And yeah, it's just totally reshaped. Yeah, yeah, that's a quite the uh, remake. Yeah, no, they they definitely <laughs> took their creative license and went to town with it. Yeah, and honestly, there there'd be no way to do the original story like outside of a couple episodes i mean it it would be pretty fast yeah yeah <laughs> so to do a, a series you know they they beefed it up yeah hmm. i think they did a fairly good job judging from not having read the original or right, right. just taking it on its own as yeah. its own thing i kind of liked it i thought it was pretty good it was had that 2000s era look to it but it does yes it does <laughs> the the vehicle animations are oh like the kinda, cg yeah yeah, yeah. that's kind of typical of that era not not bad i've seen a lot worse than on than that so yeah it looked fine yeah it, it kind of was like oh yep we're we're in the 2000s here <laughs> yeah it has that sort of digital yeah. glow to it that i don't yeah, like yeah it's the whole thing, like, just overall, like, just shit from that era. Mm -hmm. Probably, I don't even know, stuff from now probably looks like that. I don't know, but, but, uh, just anything is, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's got that. I don't like it. That digital vibe to it, for yeah. sure. Oh, I should say also that this series, um, er, all the episodes, the whole series was directed by the same guy who directed Gunsmith Cats. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think i heard that at some point and then forgot it <laughs> yeah yeah I, I believe i mentioned it before <clears throat> to you yeah anyway yeah not that that matters or means anything but yeah but, it's hey, an interesting it's a, fact yeah it's it kind of that kind of makes sense with just the the way it was built off of that original story just because i was watching i was like okay this is going to be this mystery about this skull man yeah. And then there's these monsters showing up, and you're like, okay, but the monsters aren't really central to it. It's not, no. like, it's not like, oh, we gotta fight a monster all the time. No. And so, the, like, it takes, I think, a few episodes before you really even see a fight with one at all. Yeah. You, like, see it briefly at the beginning, and then it just moves on from there. And Right. And so it was just kind of like, so what is this series about at its, like, what's the central conflict and it takes a while to really find its way to that it does and honestly i'm kind of surprised that you liked it because <laughs> i thought like man this is taking way too long <laughs> i i thought i thought wow steven's gonna hate this <laughs> good lord we got a monster in episode four like <laughs> oh, but it was <clears throat> and it wasn't like it was never doing anything. It was always... No, yeah, there's always something. It was always engaging with something. Yeah. 
there was always some mystery trying to be unraveled. There was always some new development going on to twist it around. And yeah, for sure. And there was still the skull man wandering around murdering people every episode. And yeah, and like he's like super in the background. I mean, he's just kind of like this thing that people right. are talking about. And then you see him every once in a while at the end of the episode. Yeah, or like whatever. I I expected him to be the main character. Yeah, and like especially with that freaking quote on the back of the box of like, uh, oh, what is it? Like to be the ultimate. Um, oh, you guys. flesh rots, blood corrupts. <laughs> to be the ultimate antihero, you have to be bad to the bone. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> But, you know, you, you read that and you, like, get this vibe of, like, okay, he's an anti-hero. He's... Yeah. Which means he's the main character. He's the hero-ish character. And it's, like, it's not. He's more of the antagonist most of the time. Yeah, yeah. And you're you're not seeing anything from his view for no. most of the series until, like, the last episode or something. Yeah, it's really just the end there, yeah. Yeah, so he's always just the kind of the shadowy, distant... <clears throat> figure that's doing shit and your main character is like chasing him down trying to figure out what the hell is going on right so it's definitely a different thing than uh, what i thought it would be going into it yeah i was not expecting that i thought it was gonna be you know Hmm. some straight up skull man fucking shenanigans yeah yeah and it's it's not that (laughs) (laughs) no it is not but yeah, it's uh I don't know that I would I don't know that I was super into it, but I I definitely liked it. I don't know. It's yeah, hard I, to describe because I didn't know what the hell was going on for a lot of Like there's a part where some dude is masquerading as Skullman. Right. And like <laughs> that took I was like, "Wait a minute, now there's multiple Skullmen? When did that happen? <laughs> did I miss something?" <laughs> and I was like going back like, "How how do I know that this is not the real sculpt? Oh, Jesus. And I sort of lost myself there <laughs> trying to figure that out. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's it's one of these things that I don't know that I would want to watch it again. But if I did, I feel like I would understand what was going on more. Yeah, yeah, because I remember when they they pulled the reveal that there's like the two Skullman guys, and I'm like, oh, that's why the one like you see him with a gun sometimes and with a knife the other on other times, like he's yeah, the gun is supposed to be the the defining factor, I guess, from what I was reading about it, and I like honestly, I mean, I remember like yeah, he shot a couple people, but <laughs> like I didn't see the distinction. It was just fucking glossed right over me (laughs) and in the in the manga he just blasts everybody with the gun i mean he just like (laughs) fucking right between the eyes he's just uh he's a real bastard oh man (laughs) yeah so so yeah i don't know i was lost i still don't like there's things like the I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know. Like, like, what's the point of the the sidekick girl? Like overall, um, I don't know. Just to have a romance plot, I guess. But <laughs> I mean, just... her brother was the the fake skull man with the guns, right? And so she was trying to find him. 
Yeah, and then that eventually gets revealed. Like, okay, that's why she's tagging along. Yeah. Then she finds him, and then she's just kind of there the rest of the time. Right. And so it's like, I don't know. I don't know. She's she's there for flavor, I guess. <laughs> I guess. I guess. But yeah, it's kind of yeah her her role kind of drops off at that point. Yeah, I was kind <clears throat> of hoping that you know something would come of that. Not the romance necessarily, because that's like whatever. But yeah, but the just her doing something. I don't know. She ends up just kind of like knocked out in the back of the bus. <laughs> yeah, know, it's just, just she like, just winds up being the sidekick and nothing yeah, else. It's just kind of my god. Come on. Yeah, and, and the the biker chick kind of became more important in a way. She does. Yeah, and <laughs> she, she kind of took over as being a more relevant character than right. Whereas the the full first half of the series or so, she's just kind of this, the mystery figure of yeah a clue that like you're not sure what where it's gonna lead to and then it <clears throat> yeah yeah it's just things like that that's like eh. yeah the it's I don't know it's it's weird like I think that's kind of why I like those that it's not just following some kind of formula in a way like it is yeah. and it isn't like it has these weird deviations that kind of kept it from being too predictable i guess that you didn't really know what these people were gonna be talking about with. not being predictable <laughs> the dude that go at towards the end the guy goes in kills the scientist and and fuses with maya or whatever yeah it's like, the wedding can begin <laughs> yeah. that dude who the fuck is that guy <laughs> i don't know out of left field here he is he, and then i'm like where did this dude come like, from he was around but like the, yeah i think he was because they said like isn't he like the brother or something yeah, he was the 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 kindly old man uh, business guy. Yeah, who, he he was on the elevator with that guy a lot, and he'd just be like, "So don't call me father at work." Or oh yeah, 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 he, yeah, was, yeah. he was that guy. I remember. So that. he was he was around a lot, but like yeah, it wasn't like too explicit there. That is definitely something I think I'd have to watch again to really piece those threads through and how each character becomes in their role and see yeah. how it's set up because i there is definitely stuff like that that's set up earlier on but not super yeah. explicit not like well because there's a pretty big gap between hey don't call me father at work you know <laughs> and like the nutcase the wedding can begin <laughs> you know <laughs> i mean and so like yeah you say that i remember that guy being there how did he go nutsoid? I don't remember. Yeah, I think he was also the guy that he was like hanging out with military people. He was, he was the ones he was the one kind of like selling shit to the military or setting them up or getting them the access they needed to go on their little rampage. Oh, okay. So he he was involved with that for sure. Yeah, but with like the saber tooth looking dude. Um, <laughs> saber. <laughs> Whatever that dude with the blonde hair and the sideburns that looked like Sabretooth's hair. Oh, oh no. Um, yeah, he wound up kind of getting, I think he came from somewhere. I don't, that guy just kind of came out of left field, honestly. Yeah, because that dude just shows up and yeah. and he's like connected. He got he has the, the clown 
yeah, cyborg he, he brings guys. in the cyborgs. And that guy got called in. I don't know. I think it was the old man who called him in. Okay. But, but no, just the, the Japanese military guy with the sword who brought in all the tanks and was shooting up the cops. Like, yeah, that yeah. guy starting his little rebellion was kind of teamed up with. Oh, uh, okay. He, or at least was uh, given the access to the get in there and the the info we needed or something. They yeah. Were, there was, or money or what, whatever it was. There was some deal going on between them. Oh, okay. Because there was that scene where they're, they're sitting there and making a deal and the military guy is like, yeah, we got this money. He's got his sword. He's waving around. And huh. I don't know. One of those moments I just zone out. I swear to God, I started the one episode towards the end, and it's like it starts with Skull Man, and he's got a knife in his shoulder, and uh, it's like everything's burning. And I, like, I watched the previous episode. I don't know, a couple hours before that, and I was just like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> did I skip an episode? How the fuck did he get stabbed? I gotta go back." And then I went back. And I watched, I was just like, okay, what, did I watch this one? Did I not watch this one? And I went through it and I was like, no, I definitely saw this one. And then I get to the end and I watch the whole end part again where he's getting stabbed in the shoulder. And I'm like, okay, I definitely saw this, but like my brain was somewhere (laughs) else because I didn't register. didn't retain that. Yeah. Like what the fuck? So, yeah, I don't know. My brain just kind of glazes over at some points. Yeah, I don't know. It's something about anime where I just kind of, I just lose myself at times. It doesn't happen so much with regular movies. Hmm. And I don't know why. I don't know. It's something. Yeah, I know. There's, yeah, because I remember watching this and thinking, like, this is very anime. The the storytelling is very anime. I wonder how Will's going to hold up with this. Yeah, it's pretty anime, yeah. (laughs) But it, I, I mean, it's very anime. But at the same time, it didn't seem like there was, like it seemed like I was the problem. Like I said before, it didn't seem like so much like yeah, there was all it, this stuff jammed in that didn't make sense. Yeah, it seems like it's well put together. Yeah, and it is very much this kind of a mystery series. So for sure, it has a lot of threads that are deliberately vague in order to yeah you know, be a surprise twist later on and so i think i would have to really go back and watch it again to really know that it was done well but it feels like it was done it seems pretty solid yeah. and like when it was good it was it was pretty solid you know like right right i guess i was just expecting a little bit more of a know like an action thing or yeah not that i would even want that but i know that there was that one episode where where you first see like the transformation where the like there's the like assistant girl and she and oh yeah she she was told like oh you can fly or something right right and then she didn't know what the fuck anybody was talking about and then all of a sudden she's in that like burnout theater and she just like transforms and there's this whole thing with the skull man and, and the monster and it was just like whoa this is cool <laughs> yeah and then that's like kind of goes away that you know the monster thing for a while right and that's that's where it really kind of reminded me of maybe not even devil man but devil lady spe- more specifically perhaps and, oh okay and being very much uh kind of a like yeah this is anime this is like this is a, 
like we got monster transforming and like yeah. we've turned into like we're, we're in mainstream anime now <laughs> yeah well i guess that's that's anime yeah it's uh there's actually something funny this series kind of reminded me of uh death kappa <laughs> Oh really? Like with the the military, the crazy military and their science experiments uh, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to create the little frog monsters. And <laughs> it was like we're gonna remake the Japanese Empire right, and stuff. And right. that, that's kind of like that's what that weird ass military group in in yeah. Goldman was doing was basically trying to remake the Japanese <laughs> Empire. And, and then there's and about that time I was kind of realizing that and thinking about it. Like you see the like the random townsfolk just turn into these giant like frog monsters and try and bust through the barricade. That's true. <laughs> it's that's like, true. Oh, it's Death Cop all over again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You've got mad scientists trying to create weird monster <laughs> creatures. <laughs> yeah, and so I guess they did it over the whole town in this. There's a, a Cold War thing going on here too because like Japan is divided in this version of the world mm-hmm. did you remember that um not specifically i in, mean I've, i kind of felt like it was building up to a broader global uh cold war but yeah i don't know about globally but they were talking at the beginning about japan being divided mm. as as like uh, almost like like korea is where it's like okay they're kind of Mm. fighting against each other or whatever and this town was somewhere and you know you couldn't go in or out unless you had the pass or something yeah yeah okay yeah because i was kind of thinking of that in terms of being like post-war japan yeah with american occupation and like certain areas being maybe just a kind of a military base for american troops or locked down or something yeah or I, yeah, I was kind of thinking of it in terms of that rather than just like a Japan itself being divided. But there was something about Japan being divided. But then there was the, that one guy who was just like, "Yeah, we got to make Japan." I think he said something about making Japan whole so that it can become the, you know, the the superpower of Asia again. Or something yeah, like that. yeah, that was the the whole military plot of rebuilding the Japanese empire and yeah. conquering Asia and being the whole Asia right. leader thing. But yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And, and you know, they made these constant references to like the, the war in Southeast Asia, which I kind of thought of as the Japan in world war two invading China and all that. Stuff. Oh, okay. That was, so I was kind of picturing this as being like roughly 20 ish years after world war two and these, World oh, War really? Two veterans, like, kind of still having these lingering... I guess that makes feel. sense. Like, that's yeah. kind of how I, w- I was kind of fitting it into a real-world history that maybe it's not trying to. Well, but... I mean, it kind of makes sense, though. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously sci-fi and there's, like, crazy technology, but they talk about a war in that region... Right. And they show those guys, and they're still around. But, like, I guess they would have to still be, I mean, yeah. Yeah, maybe not 20 years after, but, like, so, sometime after World sometime War Sometime after. When... But those guys, I, I took them as, like, they're cyborgs, but their, like, bodies are just being kept alive by the, 
the sigh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, you know, because there's that because like the one dude is going nuts late and he, yeah, can't, he can't remember, remember anything, name, yeah. and then they're like just juiced him up, and he was, you know, ready to go again. Which kind of reminds me of my vague memories of Universal Soldier, mm. where they're trying to like remember their past lives, but then they just get like jacked in and like back into the mission or whatever mm. i haven't watched that since yeah, i was like uh, nine or something yeah that's more than i remember of that movie so <laughs> I, I just remember jean claude van damme getting stabbed in the leg to gouge out his little tracker that they had surgically implanted oh in. wow i don't even remember <laughs> that's, that. that's like the only thing i remember of that movie at all hmm. yeah it's definitely one to watch i think yeah i'll have to give that a glance again because i don't think i've seen it since i was like nine or something too so yeah I don't know. I just remember, like like all Jean-Claude Van Damme movies, I saw it as a kid, and I thought, this is not as good as Bloodsport. Why would I watch this again when I can watch Bloodsport again? <laughs> and so I just, you know, disregarded it and continued to watch Bloodsport. Except for Kickboxer. I did watch Kickboxer a number of times, but um, it's probably the only I can't think of any others that I watched more than once. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, so school, man. I don't know. Yeah, it's, uh... I feel weird about the main character being. I guess they never explicitly say like, "Oh, you're the guy that that uh, is rumored to still be alive." Yeah, it seems like he doesn't even know it. Yeah, and I'm not even sure if he specifically is like they don't say yeah yeah they never they never flat out say it but that old man at the end kind of suggests it as like that maybe he was the the actual guy and i was kind of thinking like there were various people through the series that i was thinking oh is this the the supposedly dead guy is this the supposedly like there there were a bunch of different people that i was thinking about maybe were that guy Uh uh-huh like the priest guy i was kind of thinking like oh maybe he's that guy that everybody thinks is dead or maybe it's the the guy who went crazy and fused with maya i thought like maybe he's the guy who Hmm. um and maybe with regards to that original story, maybe that is deliberately left vague because all of these guys kind of share certain things with the skull man of that manga of we were talking about how the crazy guy shooting up the yeah the scientists in that room was what skull man did in yes. the manga yes. and then you've got the priest guy and the main character guy who obviously are kind of so come it's, skull man yes. so maybe it's kind of deliberately making that vague just Perhaps. to yeah. <clears throat> To kind of to split that off of a who was he? Right, you can right. kind of pick your own choice yeah, of who yeah. was the uh, the guy out for vengeance for. Yeah, that's that's a <clears throat> good thought. Yeah. It's possible. Or is anybody? <laughs> yeah, maybe they're all. Just maybe just, that dude is dead. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe he's just a rumor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is a like freaking like two frame shot of somebody dragging that kid off in a flashback scene and it's like all kind of gray and blurry for just like this brief little second oh really they're kind of discussing like the 
when that place burned down and the kids supposedly Uh, died and there's just this brief little like tiny little shot of some guy and a kid just dashing past a doorway Hmm. while the building's burning down and on fire and I kind of had an idea that maybe like I should go back and pause it there and try and catch that frame and see if there was detail in it that could yeah but I, I just didn't do it I think I forgot by the end of the series to go back and check it but yeah that was kind of a moment I was like, oh, that could be like a, a clue. I could like go back and look at this this specific shot and see if it actually like clarifies anything. If the guy looked like somebody. Or, yeah, because yeah. uh, the, or if it would perhaps give me some kind of clue as to who it was, but hmm. maybe well, a long shot. But Perhaps uh watch it again and maybe you'll catch it the next time yeah, yeah. you know <clears throat> um oh the opening credits did you think they were kind of odd they were a little odd but well when i i, I watch this thing first episode i'm like okay that's an odd choice <laughs> it just seems like a weird weird vibe the music didn't seem to fit with the the editing and it was just kind of like kind of struck me odd so i looked into it and for the u.s release they replaced the opening oh okay because of some legal reasons for the song Mm. they couldn't uh, use the song so instead of just putting another song over the actual opening credits they replaced the whole opening sequence with like this this uh teaser trailer <laughs> for yeah. Skullman the series. Okay. And so then that just became the the opening thing. Yeah, cuz it it definitely like I noticed it right off that it's showing clips from the series, like just yeah. little bits and pieces of of the actual show rather than being a, a unique animated thing of its own yeah at least all of it not all of it was uh, uniquely animated for it so yeah that actually that makes together. sense yeah it yeah because i wasn't paying too much attention to it yeah partially because i was just like i, I just I, I need to watch this i, I don't have time right, to just next. sit through yes. every single credit and watch right, it right. but so <clears throat> but yeah it was definitely yeah it kind of stood out. i was like oh this is a bit weird but okay whatever and just kind of didn't pay it a second thought right well if you want to see the the original opening it is on uh the internet on youtube i believe yeah because i I watched it at some point and i thought yeah that that looks much more like an opening credits (laughs) and then i promptly forgot what it is or what it sounds like (laughs) but it does have like an actual song like like most credits and stuff okay anyway yeah it was uh hmm. i was thinking the uh the end credits had kind of uh caught me a bit more with a uh, kind of emphasize and they actually emphasize this a lot in the series too is the birdcage symbolism there's a yeah. lot of shots of the birdcage especially maya's got this little like canary birdcage kind of yeah that you know i noticed that towards in the right at the end when they're right. doing that thing in the street and then the, the cage is there, and I thought... Yeah, they definitely played been, it up at the end. Yeah, yeah like, But it, it was there all through the series. Okay, see, because I didn't even <clears throat> notice it. And I, and, but I, I saw it, and I thought, okay, this this clearly is being, you know, 
here for a reason. Perhaps if I knew what was going on most of the series, <laughs> I would know that reason. Yeah, but, I do but not. there's there's <laughs> definitely uh, like Maya has that birdcage in her room the whole series. Like, and I always like okay. as soon as it showed up, I was like, oh yeah, she's the caged bird. She's this. She's trapped in this role that she's yeah can't get out of she's stuck there and but then at the end it suddenly dawned on me that this was not actually a symbol of her it was a symbol of the skull man because when you see that cage lying on the street and then like it just cuts to another shot and it's not the cage anymore it's the skull helmet oh yeah and so Uh it's and so then it was just like oh shit that's not maya that's skull man himself is this canary trapped in this cage that he has to live this life that he can't get out of and he's stuck in this role that he has to live and it was like oh man okay so that kind of changed my perspective on that too but also being there right at the end where it was kind of trying to tie into cyborg 009 i then took it out another layer to oh, that okay. cold war of the governments themselves being that cage that traps everyone in and and, and i was just like oh shit i've just like connected this through line to this Ooh. whole symbol across the wow big brother in the cage yeah and it was just like oh that actually works damn <laughs> cool so that was kind of a, a fun little revelation there at the end that is fun yeah Perhaps I would have had that moment had I been able to pay attention the whole time. <laughs> Perhaps. That's cool. Yeah, so. But, yeah. Fun series, I thought. Just, uh. Yeah, I liked it. Some fun action sequences here and there. Good, mysterious build up. And... Yeah. The, uh, you know that detective who, like, falls in love with the waitress girl? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a little ridiculous for me. Like, (laughs) I feel like it would be better without that. Because, like, I get the idea, okay, he falls in love with her, that's cool. He wants a date, great, that's fine, I'm on board. And then, like, all of a sudden now he's got a ring, (laughs) he's going to propose, and it's just like, you don't even go on a date yet. I know, that was nuts. Dude. (laughs) It's like, slow down. (laughs) Like, man, this guy has some problems. (laughs) Poor guy. Jesus Christ. Uh, Yeah, that that seemed a little... uh... It became very tragic to me. I just was feeling bad for this guy. It's like, oh, man, this is... But, like, in the series, he wasn't painted tragically. It was just like, yeah, this guy has a ring. And they're like, oh, yeah, well sorry that happened to you that she's she's dead and it's just like what's going on yeah i kind of like i don't know like i've kind of felt that way like not quite that way but like um in whisper of the heart the ending there yeah and of that movie is where he just, just like the guy just suddenly just like well let's get married like okay and it's just like what how old are you keeping like she's like what 14 what yeah I don't. I remember loving that movie, but it's been so long. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. I anything mean, about it. I absolutely, like love that movie. It's just that, just that ending where it's just like they're just out on a date. Like, oh, by the way, let's get married. It was like, wait, what? 
like it just kind of came out of left field in that yeah. same way that huh. uh this detective guy is just like all right i'm gonna get a ring <laughs> just yeah. like wait what like dude so, like slow down i just kind of had that same feeling of just dude slow down what are you doing yeah well maybe there's a a long uh engagement period in japan <laughs> maybe but they just they just say yeah you know what let's get married and then and they like get to know each other and then while like they're five engaged. years later yes. they're like all right it's time for <laughs> i perhaps, don't know perhaps I learned everything I know about Japan from anime. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest learning source. Yes, yes, it's all facts. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. What else is there to say about the old Skull Man? Yeah. Did you see it coming that it was a priest? No, that did take me off guard. I did not see that coming. And. Like it kind of, it kind of made it made sense enough. I didn't think like, oh, that's dumb as shit. But yeah, and it was. I was thinking about because like his main thing is like this knife that he's got that's yeah kind of holding there, and then you kind of find out at the end that it's a cross. Yeah, and it's like, oh, they never really like show him as the priest with that cross thing like that would have made they it don't. super well, obvious that's, yeah. yeah that'd be too and obvious it was just like oh man but yeah it's like but then like seeing it so it kind of like made this connection that when it, oh, you see that dagger and it's like oh wait that is a cross and he's kind yeah. of praying to it like this is kind of this religious thing to him it's kind of like wow okay <laughs> that was the other thing with the the what are they called white bird society or yeah, something something I think it was the White Bell Society. White Bell. Yeah. Yeah, because they did have that bell yeah, thing. Yeah. So, like, that's a religious thing, but they're not actually a religious sect. They're just, like, this... It's a front for the scientific experiments? I guess so. I think that's how the old man saw it, the Hagar guy kind of saw yeah. it. I think that's <laughs> that's how he was using it. Okay. But I think his wife was, like, really into it. She was actually into it. Yeah, and I think um, the scientist guy that burned down in the fire, I think they said he was the guy who started it. And I think he yeah. actually, like, he, at least, like, I think he dug up that skull mask. Okay. And, yeah, and then he, like, he said that he was obsessed with it and just right. researched it relentlessly. Right, and I think he kind of get. I think he created that religion based around it. And that's right. So he yeah. found it, became obsessed with it, and started this religion because he believed it. And that's why this religion is creating these people who turn into these monsters, yeah. is that it was an attempt to make them into this perfect, holy, whatever he'd found in the ruins. And Yeah. Huh. That was kind of my take on that, anyway, was that, that the guy who founded it, at least, was really was a believer. and Yeah that he was trying to make these people closer to god or some shit closer to god and then the other guy was like hey we can sell that for money cool <laughs> yeah there's a lot of money being made in religion yeah yeah they don't have to pay any taxes so they, yeah <laughs> they I wonder just, if that's true in japan i don't know about japan yeah, yeah. but i know that there are like like uh cultish sex like that right, right. all throughout i read a, a a non-fiction book about this uh one of them and they did all these uh 
toxic gas attacks in the subways in the 90s. Mm. And the, uh, the book is essentially just interviews with people who were on the trains when it happened and survived. And so it's all these accounts of all these different people because it happened on like three or four subway lines. So it's like it's organized kind of by the line and you get like five or six accounts of different people on the same train and then the Hmm. next train and the next train. And then he added on this section at the end for for the U.S. release. It was published separately in Japan. But for the U.S. release, the the last section is interviews with the cult members who are still around and like Hmm. why did you do it what what were you thinking and it's it's very very uh interesting Hmm. interesting book by um one of my favorite novelists haruki murakami Hmm. what's it called i can't remember offhand (laughs) 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 i want to say it's called underground But fuck if I know, because <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of his of his nonfiction books. There's one called After the Quake that I know it's not that, because that's about the earthquake in Japan and like accounts right, yeah. after that. But I believe it's called Underground, and then there's a subtitle. Hmm. Anyway, really good book. Very very harrowing though. It's it's a uh, it's a hard hard to read this account of all these people fucking dying and stuff and then like the the callous fucking cult members after or just just like yeah do it again or whatever you know (laughs) some of them are are repenting and some of them are not and it's just uh it's cool because you you learn about the event but you also learn about the japanese people and how they react to these kind of situations because most of the of the people it was done um they did it like during the commuting hour Mm. and so like all almost all of these people on the train were going to work and like in every account almost every person is just like i just i gotta get to work (laughs) that's all and so like most of them went to work afterwards and were working and then got sick and then had to go to the hospital but most of them were just like oh fuck it i just i need to work like this uh, this is my focus i need to work and it's just like man i don't know if that happened in america if people would still fucking go to work like wow yeah Yeah, i don't think so yeah that is that is a very japanese mindset right there (laughs) yeah so it's it's a very interesting portrait of of that time and I believe it was early 90s or, or late 80s or something. I don't remember specifically. Mm. But a uh, very good book. But I like all of his books, so. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps I'm not the best judge. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Skull Man, you'd recommend it, it seems? Yeah, yeah, definitely. One of the better ones of the 2000s, I think that i've seen anyway yeah and if i didn't get it on clearance you probably would have never seen it yeah (laughs) probably not (laughs) i thought it would be a little bit more horror-ish i guess because it's called the skull man (laughs) but i i mean there's nothing about it that necessarily screams horror yeah it's i don't i just more of an intrigue yeah it's like a mystery Mm. sort of a thing 
Anyway, yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's cool. I recommend reading the uh, original manga as well. It's, yeah, it uh, sounds like a pretty quick read at 100 pages. It's, it's very fast. It's uh, it's really cool. It's uh, kind of... kind of. Uh, after watching this anime, I mean, it just seems so simple. <laughs> it's just like, wow, that's it. Like, that's it. <laughs> like, that okay. <laughs> <laughs> ain't much to it no but it's cool though good art and and uh lots of i'm a big fan of two-page spreads in comics mm, and there's okay. a whole bunch of those in in this little manga interesting and also even even in the way that that he panels um the two pages like side by side even if it's not a two-page spread like sometimes um there will be like uh panels will kind of like mirror each other or hmm. a little bit will go over into the other page so if you just mm. look at one page you're just like okay what the fuck is that and then because I, I have it on the on the ipad and you can turn it and it'll go to two page oh, okay and so you can see like oh okay that's the edge <laughs> of this other panel on the other page and you just have no idea yeah huh, interesting so it's cool yeah yeah so yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, the guy sounds like a one of the big founding fathers of manga and anime design and stuff. So yeah, he's he's one of those guys. The uh, Comicsology has a whole bunch of his manga. I I saw and I don't think any of it is really printed because, as far as I could tell, this this digital version of Skullman was the only U.S. release. Hmm. Um, I looked around a little bit, and that's what I found. So, yeah. so yeah, they had that, and they had all kinds of his other stuff that I can't remember offhand. <laughs> but I thought, oh, that's cool that you know, like anime, where it get things will get releases because it's just streaming, and they don't have to right. put as much money into it. Right. It's the same kind of a thing where they have all this stuff. Yeah, a lot lower costs if you don't have to distribute and print. And yeah. Yeah. And and see, they had it available. This is my thing about the digital age. If they if there's a thing that existed at some point in the past, like a comic or a movie or whatever, it's available. I can then, you know, it was five dollars to get this skull man. It was available. I paid five dollars. I read it. I have it. Mm -hmm. If it was not available legally, I probably would have found it some other way. <laughs> right. And then there's no $5 for whoever owns the, the rights to his work. Yeah. So so just, you know, that's why I don't understand when stuff is just not available. Yeah. In this yeah. age. It's just like, come on, man. This is the, the point of the digital age. Especially now. Storage is like nothing. Fucking throw it up on a server and just right. put a price on it and fucking watch the checks roll in <laughs> <laughs> for five bucks every two months i don't know I, there's probably some fans out there buying the stuff yeah anyway i guess that's it yeah i think that concludes the uh adventures of skull man all right well Adios, cool man. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>
Stop talking. <laughs>